Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Even on a budget? Quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Sometimes in life, we encounter people who teach us things we never knew we needed to learn, who offer a perspective that forces us to reevaluate our outlook, and who humble us with their innate wisdom and kindness. Sometimes, though, we also meet people who offer us none of these things. Ladies and gentlemen, Flats and Shanks. Good luck, mate. Cheers. Thanks a lot. Um, shall I just start it then? Go for it. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of our weekly podcast, which is the last one of the season. We are devastated to tell you. I'm David Flatman. I'm Tom Shanklin. It possibly might not be the last of the season. Oh. We might we might decide to do a couple during the Lions. Oh right. If we fancy it. I mean Yeah. It's up to us really, isn't it? Yeah, it's up to us actually. I mean we've built and grown this podcast organically. From um, nothing to just slightly more than nothing. We are the master and commander. Yeah. Um and we're we're Brought to you now from David's luxurious room at the Hoxton Hotel, Shoreditch, room one hundred two. Or I better not tell. Better not oh, say that, I? don't tell it. <laughs> don't All come knocking. Ladies, be coming knocking. Um, yeah, we're in the Hoxton Hotel. Um, it's very trendy, isn't it? Yeah, it's lovely. It's lovely. Lots and lots of gorgeous people downstairs of both both individual sexes. I thought it was. I I honestly, mate, I walked in. I thought, right, this is the cast of MIC. Yeah, made in Chelsea. That is. Yeah, the recept. You see, their receptionist downstairs. There was one guy uh, in like a white shirt, a uh, Dutch guy. Yeah, I undressed him with I, my I, eyes. I, I, you did what? I undressed him with my eyes. Well, I said, I said, wow, this place is um, full of attractive people, isn't it? I should have worn my tux as like a you know a little joke. And he said, yeah. And he said, beautiful women. And I said, hey, not just women, not just women. He goes, yeah, but all the guys are gay, and you're not gay, are you? I said, how do you know? I can tell. I was like, no, you, how do you know all the guys are gay? Well, they're not, but most of them are. This is Shoreditch. And I was like, this is, it, it genu- not many things make me feel uncomfortable. And he's like, you're not, are you? I said, like, no, I'm not. But it kind of it kind of got a bit weird. And then he was like, uh, do you want your room key? I said, yeah, I'll just take my room key, please. And you've got to put your key into the lift, haven't you, to get, and it didn't work. So I stood there for ages and we had to interact again to, you know, for him so that he might make me another key. It was all a bit awkward. Was it like an alpha off, an alpha male off? He no, it's like a beta mail off. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I wish I'd written that joke. I wish I'd written what, that. that bit of paper you got in front of you? Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Anyway, you right? Yeah, good. Trove down from Cardiff. Savage. We're, going, we're doing a Robert Walters event tonight. Yeah, Lions um, thing. I mean, since the video's been released, it's gone It's gone well. It's gone viral. As um, my mum says, it's gone AWOL. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and we've actually got Stuart Broad, the, uh, the fan, the ultimate fan. Um, he's coming to the yeah. event tonight, so we're going to interview him a little bit. Yeah, um, my first question is going to be to him, Steve. Steve, um, do you know who the CEO of Robert Walters is now? <laughs> yeah, perfect, perfect. Um, if you yeah. haven't seen that, watch it because it is. I mean, our bit is fine, but his bit is genuinely great. That's, He's the star of the show by a mile. Oh, he was brilliant. He's a legend, a legendary bloke. I love that. And so um, it would be good to catch up with him. Yeah, see if fame has changed him or not. Yeah, well, I, I, when, after the video, we got stuck into the guys at Robert Walters, didn't we? And we said, come on, give him two weeks in New Zealand, not just a week. And they basically said, yeah, okay, we can sort some tickets out. We'll do that. Mm. So let's find out tonight if they delivered, shall we? Yeah, that's right. He's going to get tickets to both tests, two weeks out there. Flights, not business. Not business? No. I'd have turned it down. Mm. I wouldn't. I'd have taken it. No, you, you wouldn't even fit in economy, I wouldn't mate. fit in economy, mate. Economy breaks me now. I know. You... You need that extra little seatbelt strap, don't you? The extender. Yeah. I don't actually. Oh, yet. you don't. I don't need that yet, All actually. Right. Um, but you I did. Do. I was sat on a plane once. And my wife pointed out that the woman across the aisle from me was heavily pregnant, and she had more slack on her seatbelt at the end than I did. Really? So you're yeah. saying you're bigger than a pregnant woman? Yeah, but she was. I would say she was on the smaller side of average. So we're both a bit tired today. You might be able to tell in our voices. We we reckon we reckon this might be the worst podcast we've ever done today because I'm I'm all right, but I'm on a, I'm in the middle of a family holiday in Devon, and I've come up. I basically I'm I'm happy to be here and do the do the event tonight. I just kind of forgot it was in half term because I'm not a great bloke and I didn't write the half term dates in my diary, so I just booked it. And anyway, I, I got the train up this morning from. Um, from Totnes in Devon, which is again a fair stretch from where I'm actually staying, but it's fine. But Shank's driven a long way, and we're we're both a bit tired. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm I'm leaving on the seven a.m. train from Paddington to go back to a family holiday tomorrow in you know sort of uh, four hours away. And Shank's are driving back to Cardiff tonight, having just driven here now. So um, you know the other t- you know the other day you said you got a speeding ticket in Cardiff. Yeah, and An- another speeding ticket in Cardiff. I start I started to tell you. Um, offline about yeah. the, the bring glass tunnels which are the tunnels in Newport and why they're always 50 mile an hour limit yeah and breaks f- me yeah I know it breaks me too especially late at night as well empty you know, roads no empty roads but it's because there's been a load of birds I, was, I started to touch on this before and you said to save it for the pod so this is this is yeah. the first time you're hearing this yeah. a load of birds were dying because the vehicles were going too fast so they lowered it down. Hang on, actual birds. Actual birds. Right. So they bought this. Um, you can understand with you being Welsh why I thought for a second you meant women. women. Yeah. yeah. I would never say that, but you would. Chicks. Um, they they bought some sort of nature. What was the what, what are they mate? Norna, uh, sorry, ornithologists. Ornithologists in to figure out what and why, and they reckon it was a load of crows because yeah. when the crows are like feeding off roadkill, they have like a lookout. And whenever the lookout sees a car, it goes car. But the, the crows don't have a word for lorry. 
and, and, and it's the lorries that are hitting them. So that's oh, right. you fell end. <laughs> Do you know what, right, listeners? I Shank started telling me this as we were about to start the pod, and I was like, mate. I do want to know about this because that sort of stuff interests me. And yeah. I, I stopped him at the bit where the crows were dying. And I said, just tell me on the pod. Just don't tell it to you. I haven't got to tell it twice then. I didn't realise there was a joke coming. I genuinely <laughs> thought there was a reason. I would have been all right with doing 50 miles an hour instead of 80, 85 because it was killing crows. Yeah. I'd have been all right with that. But now you've done that, I'm dissatisfied but amused. Yeah. So thank no, you. Yeah, I keep that. Yeah. Use it at one of your next speeches. Yeah. Whatever you do. On what, stage. Whatever it is you do up there. Go out and wave, don't you? Whatever you do up there. Yeah. Yeah. Motivational. Um, what have you been up to? You look, mate, you don't... When you when I say you look tired, it's never in your face. Like, I get bags under my eyes. I I look 25 stone instead of 20. I just look awful when I'm tired now. I used to look at them all the time. Yeah. You look exactly the same all the time because you're still really fit. But you're um, physically fit. Odd looking. But your body language is slumped and normally you're sort of semi-erect at all times in yeah, your spine. I'm sort of, I am sitting in a, in a leather chair which doesn't allow me to be erect. You know, it yeah. makes me slouch. Yeah. So that's why. Yeah. Um, I, the boys are popping out the barracks. Oh, sorry. <laughs> he's just lying here in a For your, for your information at home, we're in my hotel room, as we said. I'm lying on my bed in my pants. I've got foxes on them. Who wears loose boxer shorts anymore? I wear loose, but I hate what? tight boxer shorts. Surely it's like oddballs. Stop calling me Shirley. No, I don't. Oddballs. Or like fitted. I love the idea of oddballs. My they... dad my dad wears underwear like that, mate. Yeah. Okay. It's just not so the only you know. thing your dad and I have got in common. I, 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 uh, I prefer baggy. Okay. I prefer baggy. Okay, fine. Um... What have I been up to? Uh, oh, Shanks is looking at me in my pants. That's I popped tense. across. I popped across the centre parks in Longleat. Oh yeah. For the weekend. Avec famille. Yeah, yeah. Um, is it nice? Yeah, it's alright. It's pretty decent there. I hear really good things about that mm. place actually. But it's it's, it's not really built for someone like you, like oh, treetop walks, canoeing, zip wire. I've all done of those, all that, mate. I've all done of all those that. You there. can't do. I can do them all. I oh, can canoe. Yeah. I, there was a weight limit, honestly though. I, what I was the weight sure. limit? 105 kilos I did it when I was 120 kilos so you're lying okay it was just a red bit on the scales really and I'm, I thought you would have hit it yeah I'd have not. flown through that we we went and did that with the bath team the high ropes or treetops course whatever it's called at Longleat as like a team building day in the middle of pre-season and this was our team building day it was when a geek uh, Emma Geek was our boss and it, our team building day was gym in the morning and but a day off training, day off training to go team building, right? Gym in the morning, like 7.30 a.m. or 8 a.m. So 45 minutes of weights, followed by an absolutely savage power endurance circuit, which took like 15 minutes or 20 minutes. Mm. But everyone's spewing and dying. You're like, yeah, well, you're not training this afternoon. Like, it's not a day off training. We all feel sick, you know? Then it's like, right, 15 minutes, guys, on the bus. We're just dripping with sweat getting onto this bus. Yuck. And I remember there wasn't enough room on the bus, so the team manager booked the wrong bus or something. So a load of lads had to wait for taxis and get taxis down there to follow the bus. So we're all sitting on the bus with no aircon, waiting for the taxis. Where are we going? Where are we going? We're going to Longleat, which is seven and a half minutes from our training ground, and consequently seven and a half minutes from where I live. And we went to, are we going to go and see the monkeys and the lions and the tigers and the wolves? No, we're going to the treetops course. Yay. And guess what? <clears throat> Excuse me, it's really easy. So we sit there, knackered, broken, boiling hot, and at the end of it, it's like, right, we've all done the treetops. So you do it, 
and you sort of sit there for 25, 30 minutes while everyone else does it. Right, everyone's done it because we're all like pro sportsmen. So without being too smug about it, we're not scared by that sort of stuff as a rule. A couple of the staff were, which was hilarious. Then we get back, that's like, right, um, guys, refreshments back in the hotel, whatever it is. You walk in, sorry, what room are we in? Oh, sorry, we thought it was tomorrow. No sandwiches, no refreshments, no bus for an hour. We literally sat on the wall outside. Meanwhile, Twitter was quite new then, and all the Saris boys are tweeting pictures of them in bloody Miami at spring oh, break as a team, private you. jetting. Oh, my God. Because you play professional sport, you're scared of anything. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Well, Does anything scare you? Um, spiders. Spiders don't scare me. Snakes. No. Uh, I don't know. I don't think I've ever. I've seen a couple, maybe. Yeah. I'd rather not go near a snake, but I wouldn't be scared if there was one on the floor. See me in the showers. See you. Oh. <laughs> uh, what scare? What scares you? Um, Genuinely, what scares you? Carnies. Circus, circus folk. That circus is. folk. <laughs> Do you know what? Going. Going. I like a fast car, but going too fast sometimes scares me a bit. Mm, the candy man, that scares me. Saying that five times in front of the mirror. I don't like flying, mate. Really? I, yeah, I don't like flying. I've been on a helicopter once. Um, I didn't like it, so I sold it. Um, but anything like that. I'd rather go on a small plane than a big plane, which doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. There's more, more crashes on small planes than big commercial liners. But I just got... You know, if if an engine broke on a little small three or four seater, you, you can glide down. Do you know you? this? Are you making this up? Is no, that's my theory. That's my theory, right. and this is this is how I justify it. Right. Um, but you know, if you if a couple of engines or an engines go on a big A three eighty, yeah. See you later. Crocodile. Yeah. Um, so yeah, fly, I don't like flying, mate. Surely it's just proportionately bigger, so you could glide in that as well. Or scary movies. You're not good with horror movies. No. It's the music which gets me. Interestingly, heights I really, really don't like, but the treetops thing at uh, Centre Parks is not exactly scary in terms of heights. Okay. We did a couple of marine camps which were significantly worse than that. Yeah. But fears. No. Balloons as well. I don't like balloons. <laughs> Seriously, mate. <laughs> People squashing balloons around me kills me. The noise. Popping, not squashing. The, yeah. No, oh the scrunchy yeah. one and sand sandy feet you've got quite a lot yeah I know complex bloke mate you alright um, yeah I can't handle that wet feet and then going on sand oh. I think it's because my feet are uber sensitive yeah oh so. you know you said you said a while ago that I've got elephant feet I've actually done a bit of work on my feet have you yeah they've, I've had the sander out and stuff oh cool black and decker yeah no, uh, J, uh, J, JCB it is, like okay. the digger. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so I went to the parks, um, but I had a really good day yesterday, Wednesday it was. It was so Gareth Edwards' golf day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and we're also celebrating his 70th birthday party. Is he 70? I know. He's so good for 70 as well. Isn't he? Yeah. So there's a few big dogs down there. Who? Um, Zinzan, Brooke was there. Yeah. Uh, Suryan Botham. Wow. Yeah, gave me a hug when we left. Did he? Yeah. Did he? Well, his grandson plays for Wales, number eight. Did he? Yeah. I played with his other son, Liam. And, and Beefy saw me sink a 12-footer. Really? Yeah. Was he happy with that? Tipped the hat to me, didn't he? And he hugged you when he left? Yeah. Did he say, cheers, Shanks? 
what would he say? Well, cheers, mate. Cheers, like, thanks. Hugging everyone. Walking to John O'Groats now. Cheers, fella. Yeah. Just walking back to Nottingham, walking back to Trent Bridge, wherever these people live. I've done a walk with him before around Cardiff. Did 16 miles, right? And the only, he walked so fast, mate. And the only pace I could sort of compare it to would be when you're like eight or nine years old trying to catch up with your dad walking. Yeah. You yeah. know, where you don't know whether it's a jog or a walk. Yeah. When he's in the mood. So, but it was really good. Like we, we played golf on the 2010 course. It was amazing condition. They had gin stops, barbecue stops, uh-huh. beer stops, scone stops, cake stops, uh-huh. a lot. All of it, like every other hole, there was like some sort of food Stop. or beverage. Oh. And wow. didn't have to put your hand in your pocket for anything. It was all included. And there was a dinner then after. How was that? Yeah. Good. Black tie job or jacket? No, shirt, it was smart, jacket, like. Yeah, smart cash. Uh, we had, uh, I think it was the Risk of Male Voice Choir there, sang a few songs. Oh, I love all that. Yeah. It's good, yeah. And then there was a Q and A. Um, Dan, did you run it? Dan Walker, no. Oh, for telly. Yeah. Yeah. Breakfast, Dan. Yeah. Loves poached eggs. Loves people tweeting poached egg pictures to yeah. to join the club. Yeah. Yeah. He emceed it, and Gareth oh, come up did a nice bit. Nice guy. Yeah, lovely guy. Joel Davis did a bit. Yeah. Tommy David. Yeah. Um, Tommy Davis talking through there. Any other sort of young fellas like you? Hmm. I might have been the youngest. Anyone as inappropriate as you? No, no, mate. It was it was proper proper smooth. It was like prime, How was it? It was prime time TV chat. These are actually my favourite memories, as yeah. opposed to yeah. let's talk about that time we rubbed that guy's nuts in salt or something. Yeah, we woke up with a belt round our neck, took it off, and just the ball in my mouth, crying my eyes out, yeah. rocked myself to sleep. And Ian Robertson, the BBC Five Live. Oh yeah, commentator. He was there. He's still very funny, isn't he? He is. Yeah. Yeah. So it's good, mate. It's good. Um, feel a bit ropey today, though. Mm, long drive for you, mate. Yeah, I know. Uh, we got a bit of feedback actually. Um, before we move on, because we've we've done it, I wanted to see if we did it as much as normal. I've been acting kind of natural in our, you know, in our thingy and what do you call it, a warm up or a ramble. Um, but we've got a bit of feedback from Tim Fisher, um, who. Oh, I won't read you his email address. I won't tell you where he works because you'll know his email address. But Fisher Price? No. Um, Kingfisher? Love the rugby commentary. You need to cut down on the banter and use of the word mate. I'm not sure what banter is. We have a bit of fun. If that counts as banter, I don't really like the word banter. It's like banter, but it's like, it's kind of, <laughs> what, what do, what, why do you download this if you want serious chat? I'm not saying don't download it, Tim. I'm saying I, I think we might have uh, misrepresented ourselves um, cut down on the use of the word mate it's like girls saying like all the time which by the way does really annoy me views on individual player qualities are good no full stop just good Tim just boshed that email out he has not taken any time over it but I think he means it otherwise we're already have bothered okay. so can you cut down on the banter and stop using the word mate what should I call you instead then chum boy chum boy alright yeah yeah okay okay comrade what have you been up to? Brother. Ellis Gaines calls everyone brother. I brother. might start like brother, but with D's. I might start calling one brother. Apart from Devon. Spending yeah. time down there. Any gigs this week? I did this, uh, yeah, I did this, uh, well, I was at the Prem final. Of course you were. We'll talk about that in a bit. Uh, we'll talk about that in a bit, uh, which was quite a day, actually. And I, and the day after, or the two days after on the, mo- oh, so on Monday, 
Um, once again, I ballsed up my diary a little bit. So my wife, kids, dogs um, got in the car and left for sunny Devon. Everyone very excited. And I got in the car and went the other way up the M3 to Twickenham. That, that would piss me off. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't piss me off because I I Not appreciate you, the but work. If I was married to you. She it, and this is the third half term in a row where I haven't gone to Devon with them. So it's been a yeah, it hasn't been awkward, but it's been a little bit of a you know. There's been some rejigging involved. Put it Uncle that way. Uncle Dave. Um. So yeah, last time Danny Grucock was down there because we all kind of go there together, and I just wasn't there for the whole of half term. So he basically every day with his family picked up my kids and my wife, took them sailing kayaking boating fishing he did everything with my kids as well as his because i just wasn't there so not ideal but i did this day with old mutual wealth at um twickenham now ah i think i saw this was this a motivation chat you got no no not so much motivation it was a, it was a, they got this this initiative called kids first and it's just basically getting oh. seven-year-old kids to 13 year old how kids ironic is that to have more fun um why wow putting your kids second aren't you <laughs> Mark Dunn Smith does this really good opening gambit when he like stands up on stage you might remember my mother I'm a son of Judith Chalmers she hosted a, a show ironically named Wish You Were Here and she wished we were there she might have spent more than five minutes with us the first 20 years of my life anyway <laughs> it's, kind of like, it's very funny um, but yeah so it was actually did it with Alex Good and um, yeah. Ugo Monia oh, yeah. I must say it was a genuinely lovely day like oh, nice. three of us lads walked out at the end yeah and we were like do you know what that is that, that you know it's that bit of what we call bit of corporate whatever it's an it's an appearance where it is work because you're there for six seven hours on the mic and it's pretty exhausting but we all left and said do you know what that actually is one of those things we can get in our respective oversized Chelsea tractors and think we've actually done something really good there because the kids absolutely loved it the stuff the kids got to do mate I'll tell you briefly, they got to go on the England team bus, the actual one, go around the block, then they drive into Twickenham and all the parents and coaches and whatever and staff make a big tunnel for them so they come in like they're playing at Twickenham and they've all got cameras on them and everything. Yeah, oh boy. They, they go into the England changing room, they experience all that, have a right route around, all that stuff. Then they go and sing the national anthems and the full PA system's on and there's hundreds of people there that they all know, they're whatever, and they're cheering for them and singing along with them. They play games at, on the peel on the field at Twickenham, and they come up and all have their medals presented at the end. You know, like you've won the Grand Slam or Six Nations. It's brilliant for you know seven, seven, eight, nine-year-old kids to be doing that. Something yeah, like that. dream, really, dream really big, cool. dream big. Yeah, and then it was the, the long drive from Twickenham to Devon, and anyway, yeah. and now we are back up by you. All right, we're all right. We're getting through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've been largely ignoring me for the last two or three minutes as I've been talking, looking at your phone. You've got something more important to do. No, I'm just trying to get questions and stuff like that. Oh, well done. Get get them ready. Oh, get them ready. Yeah. Should, um, we talk, should we talk about rugby? We've been criticised a little bit in some quarters for not talking about rugby, but we, we will, won't we? We'll get to the- Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. 
Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. That in a bit. Do you want to talk about Bet the Week, mate? Yeah, talk yeah. about it, mate. So, yeah, mate. last week we bet on Exeter v Wasps. I'm pretty sure we did minus four. Yes. We backed Exeter to win. By four. It's come through. Exeter did win by, by three, three points. Yeah. Um, what a fantastic game that is. We'll touch on that in a bit, boy. Yeah. But if you want to make these bets, make sure you go online, which is leovegas.com. It's a Twitter account, which is at leovegasuk. Leo Vegas, you know, they're sponsoring the Tigers next year. All terms and conditions do apply. You've got to make sure you're over 18 if you want to place these bets. They're going pretty hard on the Lions as well, actually. Yeah, they are. They are. Doing loads of live in betting with the Lions. Yeah. And obviously this week, we're there's only really one game on, which we can bet on. Which is the one. Which will be the Provincial Barbarians versus the British and Irish Lions. Yeah. Now... Who are you going for? I mean, off air, you said you don't think they're going to win. <laughs> the Lions. That's balls. Good um, fake laugh as well. I think. Uh, <laughs> another one. Uh, <laughs> no more. I think We're obviously going for the Lions, aren't we? Uh, the Lions will win that, I reckon. Yeah, I mean, you toured with them in 93. Yeah. I toured with them in 05. Yeah. Um, you can't not bet against them, can you? No, I think that I'm not, I'm not betting for them because I'm British. I'm betting for them because I think they'll win. Looks good team selected as well. Yeah, it looks pretty punchy, doesn't so it? So what are we gonna what we're gonna say? I see I reckon the Lions by twenty five points. Really? Yeah. That's punchy. Yeah. Opening game. Should we round it down a bit? Because I was gonna say twelve points. Should we round it down and agree 17 on seventeen points. Seventeen points. Okay. So we're going the British and Irish Lions beating provincial barbarians by seventeen or more points this bet will be available on the website at yeah. Leo Vegas yeah. UK which is Twitter account or leovegas.com yeah. which is the internet account yeah yeah. so get involved all the proceeds of this bet that we put on goes towards our chosen charity which is children in need boy yeah so a well worthy cause yeah good luck two great games at the weekend oh you were at one, weren't you? Wasn't it? Wasn't it? Oh, yeah, I was there at Twickers. Yeah. It was... Was it a good atmosphere? Oh, 
Yeah, do you know what I'm going to say? I'm going to say to you, Tommy, it is the best atmosphere I have experienced at Twickenham. Really? Yes. What? It's the best over, I've ever seen. Over any internationals? Over any internationals. The closest one, the closest in terms of atmosphere is for the entire game, is when England played against Ireland a few years ago and it's when Tom Court had to go to tight head because England got a pushover try or whatever it was and yeah. Dan Coles dominated. I forget what year it was. Maybe that was, I don't know, three or four years ago. That was the, I went to Twickenham and thought, wow, that atmosphere was amazing. This topped it. Not even beating the All Blacks in 2013? Uh, I wasn't there. Okay. Oh, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. So what, what, yeah. I've, what I've seen. Yeah. But I go to Twickenham for pretty much all the big games now and that is... It was fantastic, absolutely, literally fan-tastic. Um, I watched the game. Did you like it? Really good, mate. Mm. So close all the way through. 90 seconds to go, mind. Wasps are pretty comfortable, aren't they? Referee shouts at Nathan Hughes, leave her alone. Yeah. Keeps his hands on, whether he heard him or not. It is quite difficult. When a, when a ref is shouting at you and you got your head down and you're trying to fight for the ball often yeah. stuff doesn't go into your head but I suppose they're they are the great players the ones that you know are receptive to that and, uh, yeah. and aware of that and unfortunately yeah. that lost him the game he was and it's a shame that and he was so good all oh the way through oh my god a he monster. was monster first 10 or 15 minutes I was sitting with Mark Durden Smith in the stands and we were in the shade in the stands both of us boiling hot yeah, and sitting still in the shade you know and you think he is a big unit Nathan Hughes 120 kilos plus yeah. way plus I'd imagine and he started off just ragdolling people just smashing everyone and you think where's he going to be in an hour I mean he's going to be in we deep had waters HIA then didn't he yeah it, was, it wasn't an HIA though blood was it it was an HIA but it wasn't his head it was his neck from okay. what I could see so I wonder if that was a bit cheeky that but Anyway, did he do? Do you reckon he went into a couple of Anthony Joshua neck exercises that you yes. passed on? A couple of Mike Tyson rolls, yeah, on a Swiss ball. So he's so he was just immense, and it, but it pretty much didn't relent his aggression and his power. He was just fantastic. I um, thought I thought they had it wrapped up with ninety seconds to go. They seemed comfortable. Yeah, Exeter weren't penetrating them. They weren't really making too many yards. Wasps were clearing the line well, and yeah. just shows you. Yeah, I just won. Yeah, I wondered when they left Haskell on and took um, Thomas Young off. I just wondered. Yes, Haskell is mega powerful and experienced, but I just wondered if you're, are you losing a bit on the floor there? Mm. Um, anyway, maybe that didn't influence the entire result, but yeah, it was. It was. It was mainly my main memory of it is that it was physically savage. Yeah. It was absolutely savage. It was so hot. And it's one of the first hot games of the year, the final. The semis and the final will shock everyone when you're playing because they're so hot compared to the rest of the games you've played often. And it just looked brutal. Um, and the final decision where Exeter are given the penalty at the scrum, which ultimately wins them the, the, the title, is just a really tough one. Like I spoke to Di Young after the game and said, did you think that was a penalty? He said, no. Matt Mullin wasn't even on the floor. Francis was. Have they given Francis a penalty? Doesn't it look like Matt Mullen going down before Francis? I, I, I said to Dyer, I personally thought it was a penalty. Yeah. Um, when I looked at it first, I said, that's not a penalty. Yeah. Then I looked at it on the replay and said, I think the ref's right. You know, we're a long way away in the stands. But didn't the linesman call it? 
Uh, I don't know because it was should do, mate. You're maybe he did. Maybe he did. Um, That's what people are listening for. Yeah, facts. One of them called it, but but it yeah it was it was a sh- it was an odd one because the three pressure scrums before that, Thomas Francis had had real trouble and they got him going backwards and whatever. So I yeah. thought you know as soon as that went down, I thought Wasps' dominance over the last three pressure scrums on their line is going to get them the decision here, and it didn't. So I actually think it was quite. You know, you expect that from a referee, but nevertheless, I think it was a reasonably brave call if that's what he thought. But Exeter are kind of, you know, when you're in neutral, you're not, frankly, not bothered who wins, but they are pretty popular. And I, I wouldn't, I'm not that neutral because Di obviously coached me for like eight years at, at Cardiff, so yeah, I like him a lot. Yeah, um, I think I think he's a great coach, and I think he's certainly won for the Welsh job. Yeah. Um, whether yeah. not, whether or not he'd take a pay cut for that, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But you know, Dan Bar's there as well. He does a lot of fitness. Yeah. So, DS Smith also the, you know the the packaging recycling. Yeah, you kind of got links there, haven't you? Do a bit of work for they yeah. sponsor him, but and that, it was a little bit disappointing for them. I was I was upset for them they didn't win. But in terms of a team like Exeter who have come up through the leagues, yeah, who have year on year performed never set the standard high never dropped below that a team that isn't full of superstars it's full of a lot of homegrown talent yeah I, I think it's wonderful for them and the the area the city yeah the county and, it's amazing do you see the, the, the bus top tour they did yeah I know but and you look at all all their players and all their players are, are coming from local teams coming up through the ranks they don't lose too many players as well they somehow managed to, to keep hold of them you know it's, it's part money part environment that they've created there Rob yeah. Baxter seems like never met him but seems like such a cool nice guy yeah. always cool under pressure watching games yeah. never shows much emotion probably really good at cards so think about the start they had to the season yeah that is a pretty special environment to get from there to where they are now. Yeah, yeah. So pretty happy amazing. for them. But it was, it, was a, do, it was an astonishing game. Do I agree with playoffs? I'm asking myself this question. No, I don't. Do you agree with playoffs, Tom? No. No. Even more so in like Lions year where there's so much rugby to be played as it is. Yeah. Um, I'm a firm believer of if you win the league, you, you win know, the league. It's, it's a league for a reason because it's the best team over that period that finished top. Um, it's exciting people who don't really care that much and who aren't involved because it's a couple of extra games and it's they're real good games as well they're high intensity but yeah. I I don't see it I, I'd rather just you know at the end of the season whoever's top winners well, as someone who played the season at Bath in 2004 when we finished top of the league pretty comfortably and were the best team in the league yeah. we then in the old system we had three weeks off well, Wasps, everyone else played semi or playoffs, whatever it was. They arrived battle-hardened. We hadn't played for three weeks and we lost 10-6 in the final against a team who weren't as good as us over the course of the season without question. Yep. Yeah. It's it's all it's all very commercial, isn't it? And it and in, to that end, it really does work and it grows the game. But the the purist in me says, finish top, win the league. If it was that, if it was that great format, the, um, the English Premiership football would have taken yeah. out taking it on yeah. um, so that, that was a good game um, there was another good game as well the Pro 12 oh final. fabulous that now yeah. Yeah, a we, better game probably maybe not as not as competitive but probably better rugby actually now we, we didn't think the Scarlets were, were going to beat Leinster a couple of weeks ago no um, but they beat Leinster and 
they played very well with 14 men and Steph Evans was red carded but that was overturned and he was yeah. able to play in this game and there was a a lot of people were back in the Scarlets on that performance and to beat Munster in Ireland 46-22 was was incredible and the way yeah. they went about doing it as well yeah um, they've sort of set the standard now for, for Welsh rugby and loads of people on social media loads of people coming up to me saying why why can't Wales play like that if the Scarlets can play like that why can't Wales play like that um, John Davis I think now is is the number one centre on that Lions tour I think his yeah. form over the last month has yeah. been phenomenal through the roof isn't it and that's a sign of a great player because they're the ones that can hit form at the right times it pains me to say it as well because you never like praising like fellow no he's another guy that stole your life yeah, yeah. Um, but Steph Evans is one to watch I really hope yeah he is though. I really hope he, he gets a handful of caps now and there's a, there's a place for him in this Welsh team on, on one of the wings but ultimately and Williams a great send off for him mm -hmm. and he scored a try Gath Davis looked sharp Van der Meer scored a great individual try yeah. James Davis James Davis with an S um, not, he, so, not selected on the Welsh team. Right? he is not going to change who he is just for a, just for a few caps no he's not I, I, I thought that was a great statement yeah I love that I am yeah. what I am yeah I've always said that I sing it all the time yeah but yeah. hell of a game that I'm really pumped for the Scarlets because they're you know they're all, they're all good set the lads but it's someone different to win it as a neutral it it's is someone but different it's, winning it it's also the style of play right and yeah I think Wayne Pibak's done a really good job there as well but bringing in Stephen Jones I think has been immense for them because you look at their style of play and their skill level has just gone through the roof little things catching and passing you know when it's on they already get the ball wide yeah they've all seemed to have this understanding of, of where to be and what to do um, Reese Patchell had a great game at number 10 and he's been rewarded by a place on, on the tour Phil Dolman was selected yeah but he hurt his himself. knee in the final I don't know. I, I think Phil Dom is a really good player, but he's around. He's thirty-two years old, 32. isn't he? And I'm not saying he didn't deserve a cap. He's not played well enough for a cap. But these are the types of tour where you develop youngsters through. Like Phil Dolman's not going to be there in three or four years playing for Wales. No, and you, you need to start blooding youngsters and getting them involved. So um, I'm glad Patchell's going. Yeah, he had a very good game. Okay, I'm disappointed Dolman's not because I watch him all the yeah, time. Yeah, I know, I know. So I, good I to don't. Watch. Yeah, I. And part of me think wishes that he went on tour to get a cap and was rewarded finally for his good play yeah. and being so consistent yeah. for Exeter. And I do, I do rate him as a player. So you think Stephen Jones has made that big a difference at Scarlets? Do you? I think so. I think yeah. more so, more so often with the forwards because a lot of backs naturally are, are better at catching and passing because that's their job whilst forwards it's not really that is that important is it you know forward you you've got to be good in the line you've got to be strong not your primary tackle. role is it no mm -hmm. but they all looked so good Burn, Bernie um, one of the Irish guys at, at five yeah um, I think he was struggling for a club a couple of years ago in Ireland and you know he's just found his place at Scarlet's and played real Shingler was, was really good Barkley I like Shingler I really like Shingler I tell you, Barkley. You know, if there's a couple of injuries in the Lions, he'll he'll be one of the first, I reckon, in the back row to get called up. So there's a bit of chat about all this, right? There's a little bit of chat about 
is it a coincidence that Warren's Gatland, Warren Gatland's whales are touring so close to Warren Gatland's lions? And there's also a bit of chat around that certain Welsh players have extended their stay for a week or two. Uh, they're not coming straight home. Let's just say they might be available with boots and gum shield should the couple of knocks. You only need three things, don't you, mate? Boots, gum shield and heart. Yep. Two right. Yeah, that's all you need. Yeah. So there's a bit of chat about There's also, I heard a rumour that surely is balls, um, that for the game... Oh, what game is it, Tommy? Oh, God, there's a game. It's either the game, not the game before the first test, but there's a game. Um, there's a few games. There's a few on. games. This is a game between tests or something like that. Okay. But it's miles away or something, and there's chat about a whole different, effectively a whole another plane full of players being brought out for one game. Surely not. Surely, surely not. Just to rest yeah. his players because the logistics are too brutal. Doubt that. I doubt that. You never Can't know. You never know. The bet. You know. You but love. Reckon, a, you love a conspiracy. But do you reckon Jamie Roberts is coming straight home from that tour? I don't. I reckon he's going to pop to Auckland to see some old mates. Possibly. Mm, with yeah. his boots and his hand luggage. Yeah. Yeah. Good on him. Why not? Yeah. Always, always holiday near the Lions. Did you? <laughs> did you? Andy Nichol used to. Probably still does. Yeah, he is. He still is. Got called up, didn't he, for the final test in two thousand and one? Being, yeah. being on a tour, on a on like a sports tour, drinking imagine? booze all every them. day, every night. Apparently, they called up Garth Edwards first, but he couldn't make it. So, <laughs> Andy Nichols was the second one. Um, did you watch the England Barbarians game tour? Yeah, I did. Really? Yes, I did watch it. Yes. Where did you find the time? Um, after I put my kids to bed on Sunday evening cooking the barbecue and put them to bed yeah. my wife was at a school reunion on Sunday in London so I had the kids all day and we did loads and loads of cool stuff because I'm a great guy and barbecue and then we've got like a warm got a warm tap outside in the garden because one of our dogs doesn't like cold water when you hose him down so posh it's not posh it costs 35 quid so and, um, posh so we got this and so I hosed the kids down you're the down. only person I know with a warm tap outside yeah but it's just it's a lifestyle choice mate it mm. costs less than parking your Audi in London just now so we uh, yeah the kids have barbecue they stand up arms in the air I hose them down they go straight to bed it's really easy when I, it's just me and then I watched oh, that's prison showers I watched yeah England bar bars about 8 o'clock Sunday night and I I haven't seen it mate I no. must say I really enjoyed it yeah I'm, I'm not interested in those games at all but this one was actually good the bar bars really played whoever's in charge of bar bar social media uh, deserves a pat on the back he's fantastic or she no, it's a he. Okay. Uh, I asked someone and I got a, I got given a name. It's a he she. Okay. I got given a name and it was a he. It's confusing. Um, but uh, Nangusa, the winger who plays for Montpellier, he was outrageously good, outrageous. And I remember when I was playing for Bath, me and Jack Anoy, against Montpellier. Danny Grucar. We prepared for them and said, right, you got to watch out for Marmuka Gorgodza because he's stronger than everyone else. Yeah. <clears throat> and we like triple, quadruple man marked him. And almost contained him, but not quite. He was bizarrely strong, like bizarre. Yeah. And Nangusa was like, don't kick anywhere near him. Um, don't even kick it down the middle of the field in case they pass it to him out on the wing. And if he ever comes to a breakdown, I want someone shouting his name, then I want everyone to join in. Nangusa, Nangusa, Nangusa. So we're shouting his name because he picks and goes through all the Nangusa, time. Nangusa, 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 Nangusa. So he did it three times, scored twice. Really? Yeah, we, we knew it was coming and he was so good, we couldn't stop it. Yeah. Just... You, you play against someone and just think he is naturally a hundred times better than I would be if I trained for a hundred years. You know, yeah. just 
so so good we, I remember playing against Australia and it was like Lottie Takiri's first cap or second cap or something like that yeah just come from rugby league so every kickoff we were like put it on put it on Lottie put it on Lottie get it to me yeah so we'd kick it long Stephen Jones would kick it long land it on him no joke mate he'd run it back to the halfway line yeah boys fly Wendell Saylor scored a try against us from his own dead ball area <laughs> honestly it was incredible you know, Wales I, the golden years I found myself <laughs> like clapping it on the way like he went outside Gareth Llewellyn and Jamie Robinson right and it was like a turnover ball so it, there was a bit of space and then it was a one on one with Reese Williams so Reese Williams is sort of blatantly over chases so he can um, get stepped on the inside and doesn't, have, doesn't, inside. doesn't have to collide save space always force him inside guys save always space. force him inside and Martin Williams got a pat on the back for um, for chasing um, for chasing Wendell Saylor down and not letting him score under the post did he they still got the kick <laughs> <laughs> honestly I swear oh, to you God. I swear to you um, oh it's tragic isn't it I know Nugget giving his all for nothing I know I know <laughs> Uh, we'll have a few questions mate we should do just to finish off finish yeah. off the season maybe probably almost definitely um, here's an interesting one go on from Nigel Roberts there is kind of a um, a guilty pleasure in, in thinking about oh. knowing knowing what other people earn right and it's weirdly it is something that um, has never really interested me um, I've never been that competitive about it so, and I'm not saying Nigel Roberts, who's emailed in, is competitive about it. I'm not saying that at all. But it's quite an interesting question. Do the Exeter players... It's a very blunt question. Do the Exeter players get a bonus for winning the Premiership? If so, what sort of money are we talking about? And that's a pretty crass, crude question, Nigel. But it's the sort of question... They would get a bonus. That loads of people will be asking, actually. Probably mainly blokes, because blokes seem to be a bit alpha about money. And women probably don't... Women are probably a bit more balanced about things. I'm generalising. But my wife wouldn't give a toss about that question, whereas... The should, lads I, might. should I go with my estimate? Yeah. They, they definitely get a bonus for winning the league. Yeah. There's bonuses littered around the season. Um, it's incentives a lot of times. Are there? Well, there were never that many when I play. I think if you win competitions, there's I, bonuses. I, it depends on what contracts you've got because different clubs have different Because win bonuses died out years ago in the Prem from what I'm aware, like for it, senior it, players. It depends how, how much your wage is as well. You know, so yeah. you could be on a lower wage but have a bigger win bonus. It is, it is, it is relevant to, to different clubs and stuff like that. But yeah. I, I reckon... I'm going to hazard a guess at between 15 to 20 grand for winning the Aviva. Yeah, that's what I would think. I would okay. think they'll probably get something okay. like... Form your own opinion, mate. No, I think the same thing. 15 to 20 grand. Of course you do. I was going to say 10 to 15, but you're probably right because money's gone up a bit and they'll probably get something. They'll all get a smart watch as a treat or something like that. And on the eye. Um, yeah. um, something like that. I've got, um, got a question on Twitter here from Paul Jude. Um, would Bristol have been relegated if they hadn't lost Steve Borthwick? Um, Good question. Yeah, I think. Don't know. I I reckon so. I I know I know their coach really well. Don't forget. And I've bear in mind I've never been coached by Steve Borthwick, but I was coached by Steve Borthwick from the age of seventeen when we first played together. So I know him very very well and how good he is and good he was always going to be but I also know Mark Bakewell the f forwards coach that Bristol replaced Borthers with Yeah, and he is the best forwards coach I ever had like he okay. was and Borthers says the same Yeah, he's as good as it gets now the, the point is that it's like having a knackered system a knackered dynamic 
and you bring in Sonny Bill Williams or you bring in Dan Carter or you bring in Bowden Barrett they're still ultimately going to be knackered and lose loads of games because one great individual doesn't solve a knackered system like that and I and I I would go as far as say well of course we don't know I would say Borthers is a magnificent um, you know rugby coach but yeah. at the same and rugby leader but at the same time it doesn't get any better than Mark Bakewell but also on the world scene I don't think what you're also trying to say is that no matter how good a coach you are you can't make a player an average player brilliant can you no you can get the best out of them which is a coach's job I think but you but you don't well clearly everyone thinks that you can't no you can't make you can't, you, can't, you can't make someone slow fast but you, you can make can't make fast faster yeah you can't make inferior players better they just they were the players generally weren't good enough but also the whole system there is knackered so you yeah. you know you talk about what? Bakes would never give me these sort of details but then I have mates that played in the team and whatever and some of them still there sorry uh, chums that played in the team there and it would be stuff like you know Bakes it was like he would get to a team meeting and he's chosen his pack and it would be or in a selection meeting and it would be like no we have to go with him this week for this reason and this reason. He's like, hang on a minute, mate. Yeah. This isn't this isn't who I want to pick for this game. And then you see him going into the game against Leicester Tigers, light in the front five to give people games, and you're like, yeah, this is suicide. So could yeah. Borthers have done any different? No, because the system is knackered. Um, there's a, a couple of points on Twitter here from from Ben Parker and Gareth Reynolds, both really relating to the Scarlets about how good they were. We touched. On I know that. Gareth Reynolds. We share a Taylor and um, John Barkley, both mentioning him about how good he was and yeah. um, amazed he didn't get the nod before Haskell not 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 quite sure about that um, I don't know mate close I, call maybe but I don't. I think I don't they made think, the right decision I don't think that is an unrealistic no it's not unrealistic comparison. but, but I, I think they made the right decision do you think they made the right decision of with Haskell over Hamish Watson yes because Hamish Watson only plays seven yes I think yeah. I made myself clear in my yeses yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, I think you have. What about uh, ring friends in the Premiership, mate. Simon Hutchinson. Oh, jeez. This is this is a this is a debate that you kind of everyone who everyone who's got an opinion thinks it's obvious. Their opinion is obviously right, and everyone else is obviously wrong. I I've switched my opinion on that, as is as is my prerogative. Um, I always thought, or for a long time, I thought yes, fourteen teams, get them in then the clubs can properly pile in, invest without risk and all that. But actually, I think a real, a really significant part of what grows our game yeah. is the risk at the bottom, the risk of going down. And uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I think they might, but I think the league would be richer financially, but poorer theatrically for it. Okay. There you go. Where's the incentive to for clubs to to get promotion? I mean, well, they'd review it every few yeah, years. Yeah, that's yeah. I was about to say that it'd be and good to ring fence it for say three or four years and then review it and then yeah. And you say Yorkshire Carnegie, you're playing Bedford in a two-game playoff. There might be a whatever. huge investment in Yorkshire Carnegie or something like that. You know, where they've all of a sudden yeah. got a huge budget. When they're guaranteed not to go down for three, four, five years, whatever it is, somebody might come in and say. Here's a load of dosh. Let's bring Bowden Barrett to play tight head prop for Leeds, you know. Yeah. But it, so there are there are strong arguments both ways. But I think the system we have at the moment, the rugby, the end to the season we saw, 
actually not really at the bottom end but there were some dramatic times at Bristol and some big wins they beat Bath and whatever yeah. the, 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 this premiership season was largely magnificent and I think it becomes possibly less magnificent if you remove the risk at the bottom can I, we quickly talk about the the Lions team? We haven't touched on that yet, have we? That's been selected for this weekend. No, we haven't touched on it. Um, I like the look of the team, but to be honest, mate, I probably would like the look of any team selected by them because yeah. there's so many good players. But it's interesting seeing Ben Teo selected early doors yep. at 12. It's good. Get maybe, him into it. Maybe that's a sign of, <clears throat> of who they see as a 12. Um, they can't play Farrell, which is the problem because he's only just finished... Or has he? No. No, he didn't play the final. No, he didn't. He's on the bench. Um, yeah, T- I like Tio, Tio and Sinclair, not because they're similar players, because they're both test. They're both really, really you don't young. You see Farrell as a twelve, do you? Or you wouldn't pick him yeah. as a twelve? You pick him as a twelve. Yeah, yeah. Lions. Oh, yeah. Would. Okay. Good. Yeah. Nearly, nearly. You're going to hammer me down. Yeah. I just go along I with whatever you say. Whip ass. I have go along with whatever you say, mate. You know how strong I am. Yeah, I know you are. Um, Monkey strong. But I, I would go. I like the fact that Sinclair and Tio are straight in because they're they're young. They're not they're not young. Uh, Tio's not young, but they're young in test terms. And it's a good game to blood them as well. It is, and he just gets them in straight away. So one week in, they've started a match. I think yeah, yeah, it is a good team. Um, it is a good team. Um, mm. I don't think the provincial barbarians will offer too much, but it's a nice it's a nice start. We played against in 05, Don't I've told you, uh, Bay of Plenty in the first game. It was a nice little opener before we hit Bay of Plenty. Yeah, the Bay of Plenty. That's where Brendan Daniels from. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, BD Buzzy Buzzy. Yeah, it just gets the ball rolling. It gets excuse the pun confidence. Gets the line roaring. Yeah, um, I I do think it's an interesting game, and it's funny how everyone's everyone for the last six months or a year has been saying there are no easy games. It's brutal. This has come around, and everyone's like, it's pointless. They're going to walk it. Yeah, do you know Warren Gatlin's <laughs> son's playing ten? Yeah, brilliant, isn't it? Nice to give him a dig, wouldn't it? Yeah. I mean, so tell you what, one thing that interests me is the commercialism of the lines now and you could argue it's got to be that way whatever but and everyone wants to make a quid so that's fine but the team sticks around for a farewell dinner where they're singing those songs and everything it's all very nice but the players that are playing in this game the first game they could have been over there days and days earlier whereas actually they're arriving in New Zealand after a brutal flight and they stop off in Sydney for a night I think and there's all chat about they want a bit of extra recuperation I from what I've heard and what I'm guessing that's all balls I think their flights are sponsored by Qantas so they have to go via Australia so they've got two stop offs on the way brutal trip however you look at it to finally get to New Zealand base they're days later than they could have been because they wanted to go to they had this big commercial event going on I just think that yes they might win this game comfortably and I hope and think they will but I actually you're you're putting commercialism before the rugby I mean I'm, when we used to get off the plane in Australia or New Zealand there used to be a no proper training you'd have little sessions in, in the gym but no proper training for 48 hours because of proprioception yeah. you know balance all that sort of stuff coordination and they're putting themselves on the back foot for money aren't they I'm not sure I, d- I didn't know that to be honest mate but you're a, you're more in the loop than me but there also has to be some commercial involvement because you know the tour has to be funded you think about the, the money they've got to pay the players the staff the kit everything like that um, but I, I get your point as well so I don't know if we might have said this last week clearer. but I, I, I'm, I'm really interested to know I'm, I'm not objecting to anything because to be honest I'm not really asked but I'm really interested to know where the money goes yes there's loads to pay for 
but where there'd be so much profit from a tour like this and there's a committee I'm guessing in Dublin a British and Irish Lions committee I guess it's, I think it's in Dublin that apart from their bank account where else does this money go? Does it go to grassroots? Well, yeah, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure it does. It is interesting to find out. Maybe you could do a bit of digging. I mean, they'll, they'll also have a full-time Lions staff in, which they'll, they'll Shanks, have to say. Shanks, we're not doing any digging, mate. We've got a podcast. We get listeners to do digging. Okay. Can someone yeah. tweet us or email us and let us know, please. Perfect. Where right. the money goes. I think that concludes what possibly could be a final podcast. We're not yeah. sure. Yeah. Probs. Keep, keep you guessing. So we'll either see you in a couple of weeks or see you in the new season. Yeah. All right. No star. No star. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.